We are in Champions League, man. That was my Dilly din, dilly dong, come on. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. This is the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast with Gary Kearney. Hi, welcome to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. My name is Gary Kernin. Joining me for this episode is LA Galaxy and US national team legend Jossie Zardes. Jossie has scored 34 goals uh, for the Galaxy over four seasons. He's played for his country 38 times and he just recently moved to the Columbus Crew. So Jossie is a CSU Bakersfield legend. Um, he came back a few times and a couple of training sessions with the team. So I caught up with him just before I left Bakersfield for a chat. So hope you enjoy it. All right, so got Jossie sitting down with me today, a CSUB legend. <laughs> what does the off-season look like for you? Yeah, so for myself, you know, I sustained a lot of injuries throughout the year. So this off-season in particular, um, I'm trying to train and play as much as possible. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to stay away and give my body a rest because I had a lot of downtime throughout the year so I just feel like it's necessary and vital that I just keep moving at a high rate. Is that what you're doing on campus here just with the boys just getting some games? Yeah so you know I remember being in college and having a lot of energy so I just figured if I come down and, and train with these guys who are full of energy it could help me uh, just uh, you know keep running around <laughs> and stay sharp. Yeah? Yeah. You find that would be more value than doing a workout by yourself or you may, maybe you've done a workout by yourself yeah. already today? Yeah so I, I do a workout you know in the mornings with my wife uh -huh. know, we run three miles and then have a, a little gym session and then after that in the afternoon I come here at the college and just mess about with the boys yeah get the touch and everything I got there yeah. um, <laughs> what's the big difference college and, and MLS the big difference with college and MLS I would have to say is the the speed of play you know in college you have a lot of time on the ball and I feel like once I went to the MLS I realized that as soon as I got the ball there was a defender on me right away so it's the whole thinking process of knowing what you're gonna do before the ball arrives at your foot uh -huh. mm -hmm. so what what was it like was there a moment that you arrived at the level and was like there's oh there's something missing in my game that I need to develop or something that you know at the at the college level that we're just not seeing at all it's is that is it the tactical side is it the quality yeah. in the ball yeah you know I think a part of it is, is knowledge about the game and different different tactics you know um, as a collegiate player if if you're if your team is playing a 4-4-2 and your coach scream out or maybe at halftime if you have to switch into a 3-5-2 does, does you have to ask it, the question does your players know how to play a 3-5-2 and what's necessary in a 3-5-2 as opposed to a 4-4-2 you know and I think as you as you grow as a player um, you know the knowledge of the game also grows mm. because as a professional you usually train uh, through both of those positions but also you know um, talking to experienced coaches talking to experienced players mm. it, it really helps you but in college you know everybody's around the same mm. same age group so you can't really depend on somebody who's much more older than you who have a lot of wisdom mm. so um, I think that is one perspective of a difference from collegiate soccer and, and, and professional soccer that's an interesting one mm -hmm. that tactical kind of viewpoint yeah where players have a 
because they're kind of coaching themselves as well. Yeah, I mean, once you're on the field, once the coach chooses 11 players, you know, he only had three substitutions, and it's vital those players get the job done until at least 65 minutes, you know, Mm -hmm. so you can bring on fresh legs. But, you know, for me, a physical attribute of mine was speed, you know, and I'm a decent size. Uh, so jump jumping into the MLS from college, it was uh, I'm not gonna say it was easy, but you know I had uh, kind of a, an advantage as opposed to other players that were jumping from college to mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Um, you know professional soccer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What um more convert more is there more tactical conversations in locker rooms or is it on the pitch at, yeah. the, at that level? Yeah, it's both. Both. You know, we, we have a lot of film because you're playing different opponents and you can exploit their weaknesses, which changes up your team. So we watch a lot of film with different coaches, a part of the coaching staff, but it's also a lot of communication on the field because something that you might write up on the on the board uh-huh. might not work out on the field. Uh-huh. So it, it's, a, it's a mixture of both. What level of like, I would assume there's a high level of accountability where if you get something wrong with, mm-hmm. with those there, you're, you, you know about it very quickly by some of those professionals? Yeah, I mean, you can tell. Uh, there's a lot of accountability, um, you know, and that's left upon the captains, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but you can tell if somebody messes up something, you know, but yeah. at the end of the day, you know, you're one team yeah. and we have to back each other up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's talk about some of those players then, that the, mm-hmm. the experienced ones who who have maybe passed stuff on. What, who have you learned the most from since you got there? Yeah, so I mean, early on in my career, you know, Todd Donovan and Landon Donovan, they were, they're were, uh, huge role models of mine. But, you know, when I was a rookie, they really kind of took me under their wing and always gave me a lot of advice. You know, uh, Juninho, mm-hmm. he, he was a real good friend, but he was always honest with me, you know, um, because I played up top, but I played out wide uh-huh. majority of the time because I was young. But those guys early on in my career, they played a special role. And also, you know, Robbie Keane, anytime I played up top of him or anytime I was doing finishing drills, he'll always uh, kind of like critique my, my craft. And I, I will always watch him and try to learn from him. Right. He would challenge you in yeah. different ways? Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he's a finisher. Yeah. You know? and, and, and that's one thing, like, you give him an open shot and it's going in the back of the net. And I try to try to learn his, his kind of thinking pattern, I should say, like, um, what he's looking at first, he already uh-huh. knows what he's gonna do before the ball comes. It's it's crazy. Yeah, in terms of technique. Yeah. What what do you find those guys, the Keens, the Gerrards, the what do they do after training? Do they you know do they still is, is technique still a focus for them or is it something like when they get to that level you take for granted? No no no. I mean their their technique is, is spot on. You know mm-hmm. they played at the highest level for numerous years and you can see the consistency. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. You know a player can hit the ball like them, but they can hit it. I want to say nine out of ten times yeah. and the other player probably hit it two out of ten times you know yeah. so that's just the thing with them um, constantly uh, repetition yeah. you know and when they train they give it all they have and they're after training you know I think they're mostly satisfied yeah of, yeah what do they bring to cultures? What does a guy who's played at you know ten years in the Premier League or has played in Champions League soccer? What do they bring outside the the field? Yeah, off the field? I mean, the leadership on the field is is spectacular, but um, outside the field, you know, these guys are so humble. It's mm. mind boggling. You know, I, I always talk about Ashley. You know, yeah, Ashley. He's played for some of the top teams. You know, Chelsea, Arsenal, Roma. It's it's so crazy that to think that he humbles himself enough to just have a simple conversation with me and help me, you know, uh-huh. just because he, I mean, he played against the best players in the world yeah. and here he is, he's my teammate. 
it's got to be way there up there yeah. though the, the level of humility that it takes to, to work on your game at that age even yeah. has mm-hmm. got to be a serious yeah yeah oh yeah what's their fascination when they get over here is it is it to you know is it the lifestyle that they see is it to challenge themselves how do they view the league yeah I mean um, the league is obviously growing and they, mm-hmm. they obviously notice a lot of talent mm-hmm. within the league and different teams and they have a lot of respect for it you know um, I think the league is growing personally myself yeah. each and every single year you see numerous teams that are becoming better and numerous players that are joining clubs and making a, a huge impact and um, you know I can always say that you know they have a lot of respect for this league yeah what's uh they must find the travel and see in them. Yeah, that's another thing too. Hardly um, compared to uh, the amount of traveling we do, oh, you know, yeah. flying cross country to play a match. Yeah, you know, flying the day before the game. It's 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 crazy because for them sometimes it's a bus ride or a train ride mm-hmm. to a different team. You know, which is in a, a pretty close radius. But here, I mean, you're traveling from Los Angeles to to Orlando, yeah. you're traveling to New York, to Toronto, you know, to compete at a high level and uh-huh. traveling just a couple of days before the game is difficult. Yeah, I don't mind Yeah. Um, back to the, just the, the tactical analysis mm-hmm. stuff for the preparation, then when you get to international level, mm-hmm. it must be another another step up. What's the, yeah. you know, what's the big thing there that you see from, that's another gear from the club level? Yeah, you know, with, with the international level, you're playing against the best players in the world represent, mm-hmm. representing their countries. And not only that, you're coming together with a group of guys that you're usually not familiar with. Yeah. You know, you have 11 days to play two games, and it's it's a quick turnaround. You know, a quick turnaround. You have to you have to spend a lot of time, obviously, you know, watching film, um, doing ta- tactical analysis with the mm-hmm. coaches, but also on the field. You have to you have to understand the players you're playing with right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you learn from Klinsman? Yeah, Klinsman, I mean, I, I'm super thankful that he gave me an opportunity to play for the national team, you know. And I, I learned to be fearless, you know. It's okay to make mistakes, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I've, I've always been a hard worker, and I think he he really he really admired players who work hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he add anything to your game? Because he was, I remember as a kid watching him, mm-hmm. and he was, his movement up front was just dynamite. Did yeah. he did he critique any of that there yourself? Did he work on you individually? Yeah, I mean, not, not on an individual basis, just because you have 23 players coming into camp for 11 days, and mm-hmm. so it's hard to pinpoint or single out players, but definitely, positional-wise, he'll work with the, the strikers of the midfielders mm-hmm. and go over film and stuff with his coaching staff, yeah. which, is, which is vital. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. From what does a day look a regular day look like away from the the team practice for you? What goes into it for you? Yeah, so away from the team. Yeah. When I go home, uh, usually when I go home, you know, um, I tend to my kids and my family. You know, my kids, my wife. You know, making sure they're all good. Just because I've been gone for like five hours of the morning or mm-hmm. whatever um, time that was. You know, I just make sure everything is going good with them. Or if they want to go out and do something, you know, I I never make plans because I want to. I want to do everything that they want to do because you got to think about it. I'm training and I get home. I'm, I'm gone the whole morning and I get home around 1 o'clock and my kids go to sleep around 8.30. So it's a short window that we get yeah. to spend quality time together, you know. And if they're napping, then they wake up maybe at 2 o'clock. So it's it's even shorter gap, yeah. you know, with the whole, you know, the the baths before bedtime, yeah. you know. Story reading, time, reading yeah. Stories, yeah. So it, I really try to utilize that. The, those hours you know mm. and, and do things they want to do like my son he plays soccer uh, you know and he loves it so he trained and my my daughter you know uh, we've been looking at gymnastics for her right. just because 
she loves to climb and flip and jump yeah. and everything. So um, usually it's I, I leave a lot of things in my wife's hands because you know she's making the ultimate sacrifice. Mm. You know, I'm pursuing my dream. I have a dream job, and uh, you know she's doing the the hard work with the kids because any parent out there knows that. Um, you know, having children and being responsible for kids—it's a very difficult task. But hard work. Yeah, but when you have two, it's, it's two v one. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's tough. I give my wife a lot of credit. Yeah. <laughs> What's the little man? Is your favorite player? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's crazy because he he knows everybody on my team. Yeah. You know, he can tell you their number. Uh-huh. You know, but uh, he he loves. I, I mean, obviously I'm his dad, but he loves yeah. watching me play. He loves watching videos of me on the internet. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but. You know, he's going to be, if he keeps loving the game and playing like he is right now, he's going to be way better than I am. <laughs> Just because he's only three he's and he, he can do a Beckham bar, you know, bicycle kick, control the ball, and plus, he's a lefty. You know? Oh, is he? Yeah. Ah, there all, you go. All there lefty. you go. So, yeah, you know they're special. Yeah. <laughs> Richie hasn't made him an offer yet then, no? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully by his day, you know, uh, the academy system here would be super, Yeah, you know? seems to be. Seems yeah. to be. Um, last couple. What what do you miss from college? Do you miss anything at all? Yeah, I mean, I say the responsibilities, you know. Mm. It's crazy, man. Um, in college, I remember being so free, you know. Uh, I had class and then I had soccer, but I could do whatever I want, you know. I didn't. Did uh, you work? Where did you work? Yeah, at the coffee store or uh, the Jamba Juice? Jamba Juice. I worked at Jamba Juice. So I had a job as well, and it was just like, I don't know, it was just me on my own, um, you know, but you didn't have the responsibilities because, uh-huh. you know, once. Once I left college, it dawned on me right away, you know, soccer is a job and, you know, if, if things don't go good with soccer, you got to go look out for a nine, you got to go look for a nine to five like other people, you mm-hmm. know, and it's, it's kind of like reality set in once I left college, mm-hmm. you know, once I left the college atmosphere because, you know, in college you're so carefree, you know, you're, you're learning things, you're, you're just going through the motions of life, you know, right. I should say, I, at least I was. Uh-huh. and. And then once, you know, my head was my head, luckily my head was on straight to where I knew it was coming after college and and uh, but that's one thing I look back, you know, yeah. just yeah, just having a lot of downtime and, and less responsibilities. Yeah, but I, I love all the responsibilities I have though. You know, where where'd you live at? Uh, I lived at Edgewater. Yeah. I lived in uh, I lived a couple places. You know, I started off at the Springs, which was super fun. You know, just a, a new environment with roommates, and then after that. I lived in a house in Silver Creek, uh-huh. and then after that, I moved over to Edgewater. Right. And I was just thinking, man, I should have lived at Edgewater all three years, because <laughs> <laughs> you don't need a car to, to get anywhere. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. Um, must be then, where do you live in LA? Yeah, so in Los Angeles, I live in Redondo Beach. Oh, nice. Yeah, like five minutes from the beach, nice. which is fun. Yeah, that's a good place for the family as well. Yeah, right? they Brilliant. love it. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet. Um, last two questions. Best player you played with? Mm. Best player I played with. That's a good one. Um, jeez. Uh, you know, jeez. Uh, you didn't do Beckham, did you? Was he? Uh, no. Know? So he left before me, but um, I played with Kaká before and David Villa. You know, they're good Oof. players. Uh, one All Star game in Colorado right. I say Kaká because I, I grew up watching Kaká yeah. in Milan I didn't know he played with him yeah um, he was in the All-Star game but was he a big boy and he's yeah he's pretty big yeah. yeah but he's flawless when he's moving mm. you know but um, I, I'm gonna have to say I played with right played yeah with um, I'll have to give it to Landon yeah you know, I'll give it to Landon you know I 
I mean, Landon and Robbie, just because I play with them the same amount of years, uh-huh. you know, and, and both of them, they just have, you know, different qualities, yeah. different qualities, and I, jeez, I learned so much from both of those guys, just seeing how consistent they are at yeah. their age, that's, that's what gets me, you know, thinking about it. Richie was talking about that yesterday, he mm-hmm. was talking about just the consistency level of players at the highest level, yeah. you take it for granted, You because we think they've got well our idea of a bad game that they have is like Mm -hmm. it's dropping from a 9 to an 8 yeah exactly the college players are Mm -hmm. we're we're at 4 to 6 4 to 7 maybe a 7 back to 2 yeah Yeah, I mean I remember Robbie scoring 2 goals a game but still being disappointed you know he wants more and I love that Mm. that hunger that um, you know how hungry he is for the game competitive very extremely never wants to lose yeah and I I love that Uh same as the Americans uh, in terms of European players, do you find they they come over with a bit more bite, less bite? No, the same? I mean, it's it's the same, you yeah. know, because the American players here they have a lot to prove, mm. you know, because the guys who are coming from Europe are older and experienced a lot, but a lot of the guys that come from America are the younger kids trying to prove themselves mm. that they belong. Yeah, so it's kind of like a a mixture of both. Yeah, yeah. All right, last one. Mm-hmm. Toughest opponent. Toughest opponent, man. Um, Jeez, <laughs> Argentina, man, Argentina. Nice. But you know, playing against Messi, you know, those. We, lo- I think it was four zero. We lost, you know. But I was, uh, I enjoyed that game, you know, because I love playing. Oh, uh, you know what? Jeez, you're not gonna beat Messi. No, no, like, no, 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 no. The Brazil team, <laughs> right? We, we played against Brazil, and we played against Neymar. Oh wow! Well, Lucas. It was Lucas. Up top, it was Hulk. On the left, it was. Uh, it was uh, what's his name uh, Do- Douglas Costa yeah Douglas Costa on the right was William you know just going at yeah. his first half second half come around where were you playing I, I was playing left mid but yeah. you had to track William yeah well I was leaving my defender I was yeah. trying to stay high you know I think it was Miranda that I was playing against at uh, right back but you know whenever we got the ball and was pushing forward um, you know it was, it, things went good for us you know but mm. they had the ball majority of the time but second half they bring on Lucas at right mid. Uh-huh. They bring on Neymar up top, you know, and I'm like, come on. <laughs> I mean, you know, William and, and Costa are already extremely fast. Yeah. And they bring on a guy who's even faster, you know, two players just to just run at us. But I say they were extremely tough, but also Argentina, that Argentinian team, you know, the, was it the Copa America? Yeah. Um, they was Mascherano playing? Yeah. Did he? Uh, Mascherano was, was he playing? Yeah, I think he's playing center back. I, I really enjoyed it because I played right mid and um, I had an opportunity just to to run at their left back. Mm. You know, um, I'm having a brain fart. Uh, is it Marco? Uh, what's the dude? Manchester United? Uh, Rojo. Uh, Rojo, Rojo, yeah. yeah so, so I got to play against Rojo. And just, but a success against Rojo? Of, yeah, yeah. You know, win at him right away. Got a cross in. We had an opportunity to score. Just was unlucky. But, you know, just to play against a player that's already playing for Manchester United. And, you know, one of the teams I grew up watching yeah. is... It's a it's a great test. Yeah. And I love playing against huge players and teams because you have nothing to lose. You know, I love being on that side of the table because you it's kinda like you get to prove yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. How much conversations at before or after well not after. How much conversations are like who's getting Messi's jersey? Is that a, <laughs> it was a lot, man. It's crazy, man. I, I kick myself because, you know, everybody left the field and I, I left a little later but at the same time like me and Messi was walking next to each other, you know, and I just 
you know, was talk to him a little bit because at that time I was a part of his his uh, team, Messi. Okay. You know, I was a part of his uh, association uh, with Adidas. But uh, man, I had an opportunity to ask him for his jersey, but you know, I, I didn't. You did? I didn't. I didn't ask him. You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to bug him. You know, I'm sure he would have gave it to me just because of the whole program. But yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I was just letting him do his thing because he already had a lot of people invade the pitch. Oh, best. You know, and yeah. then a lot of people wanting interviews after. So I was just walking next to him and just you know, was talking to him for a little bit, and then just parted ways. Brilliant. Yeah. But says a lot that you wouldn't even think of bugging the best I, player of, know, of all time it's all says good. a lot about I you have a, I have a photo though, at my house of me just walking off him oh really uh, yeah with the ball yeah, yeah so he's trying to take the ball but I'm just blowing past him yeah nice frame for that oh, it's nice you <laughs> know, like a Seth probably gets the best player in the world oh yeah you know brilliant where's yeah. that game at uh, it was in Houston Texas oh yeah big stadium huh? Texans yeah yeah huge stadium yeah brilliant might uh YouTube that one tonight yeah. then see that yeah, one. I want to see up. you do Rojo yeah, yeah. yeah. alright brilliant Jossie right. thanks so much appreciate Thank it thanks for your time alright Thank you to Jossie for his time and his insight there uh, I lived in Bakersfield for four years just recently moved and I never met one person in Bakersfield who had a bad word to say about Jossie Zardes or who who didn't say that he gave them time and attention and spent time with young players and young kids around the communities and every time he came by CSUB he'd always talk to the young players and that's that's a big big thing for me I think that that's why I asked him a lot of questions on players like Robbie Keane players like Landon Donovan what did he learn from them because whether directly or in, indirectly Jossie is still impacting the college players that I was around uh, every time he came in the community, any time he came in the school, you could just see people looking at him in awe. And I think that's such a such an important thing. I'm a big believer in all my social media and, and in all the coach education stuff about giving back and sending the elevator back down. And that's exactly what, what Jossie does. I think he does it directly and intentionally because of how he talks about other players and he talks about the humility of Ashley Cole and the humility of people like uh, Robbie Keane and people like that there and I think uh, you know it's great that Jossie gets that and, and he, he makes people better even by not being in direct contact with them so you learn a lot from every conversation and that's what we're trying to do with these podcasts talk to coaches talk to players talk to different types of professionals who can give an insight of what it takes to be successful and and Jossie's definitely done that a college player who's come from Bakersfield who's who's played at the MLS and played at the highest level for his country uh, is, is a huge huge success and not only that he's a great guy to go along with it so thanks so much to Jossie hope you enjoyed that got some new podcasts coming up in the future so please 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 keep spreading the word uh, shoot me a, a message on Twitter if you like at Gary Kernin Gary at modernsoccercoach.com any feedback always appreciated thanks have a great day thank you for listening to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast for more coaching topics sessions and resources head on over to coach kernine on facebook or visit the website at www.modernsoccercoach.com